0: So this morning I'm starting a new series of discourse. Um the plan is for you to last for 2 weeks, but I perceive it might be more than that. Um but I strongly believe um the most important thing when it comes to um the teaching of God's word is to help people to come to a place of understanding um so that they can put to work that which they have learned. And by the way I want to say thank you for the messages Yesterday, the calls for our anniversary. Thank you so much. It means a lot to us. God bless you. Because without understanding, application cannot be effective. And so this morning, as we start out, we're going to move at the pace the Spirit of God would allow. Knowing fully well that after this series, our lives will not remain the same in the name of Jesus. Let's start by reading Matthew chapter 7, we'll be reading verse 24 to verse 28, Matthew chapter 7, I'm speaking about how to invest in yourself and in your future, in this life masterclass this morning, we started a discourse on how to invest in yourself and your future, how to invest Yourself and your future, and we need to understand that the future is not some distant day or date, the future is the moment you have never experienced before in bodily form. So, the next five minutes is the future, and what is going to happen in the next five minutes, the next five hours, the next five days is largely predicated on the investments you have made in the past. In Matthew chapter 7, verse 24, the Bible tells us. Is the feedback working? It says, Therefore, whosoever hears the sayings of mine and does them, I will liken him unto a wise man which builds his house upon a rock. And the rain descended, and the floods came, and the wind blew, and beat upon that house, and it fell not. For it was founded upon a rock, and everyone that hears these sayings of mine and does them and does them not shall be likened unto a foolish man which built his house upon the sand and the rain descended and the floods came and the winds blew and beat upon that house and it fell and great was the fall of it. May the Lord bless the reading of his word in Jesus' name. The house Jesus was referring to here can also be likened to the life of a man or the destiny of an individual or a business or career, as it were. And here Jesus is telling us the approach that different people deployed towards the building of what they wanted to construct. And Jesus said a particular man built on the rock, another built, you know, on the sand. And if you know a little bit about construction, you'd know that whatever you build on a rock, right, is going to last more than what you build on the sand. That's why, you know, the Bible tells us about Joseph of Arimathea, that the tomb where he placed Jesus was a tomb that was carved out of a rock. Real estate, right, that have rocks are usually more expensive than the ones that don't. And that's why you see that even the seats of power in our own nation is referred to as Asso Rock. There is something about building on the rock. There is something about building on something that is solid. Hmm. But the foolishness of building on the rock is that when you are building on the rock, it takes longer. Than building on the sand. As a matter of fact. The man that was building on the sand. He would have even finished constructing. While the man that is building on the rock. Is still battling with the rock. Trying to lay a foundation. Because when you look at it. Why is it that everybody is not building on the rock. Why is it that everybody is not building their lives, their careers, their businesses on something that is solid, something that is dependable, something that is reliable, something that they know will pay them the greatest dividends years to come? It is because it requires much effort and it places more demand on the one that is building. I want us to realize this morning that the value of an investment is not quickly revealed that's one of the nature the cardinal nature of investment any investment they tell you if you put this in two days or in two weeks we get this it's not a true investment it's a Ponzi scheme the very nature of an investment is that the value is not quickly revealed and that's why jesus said in luke 7 and verse 35 he says wisdom is justified of our children wisdom is justified of our results because when you are doing you know building on something solid when you are investing in yourself and you are investing in your future and your destiny it seems foolish because that time could have been spent and pay attention to my words spent that time could have been spent doing something else gratifying yourself in the moment Hmm. that's all we need to understand that a true investment is not a get success quick get results quick or get rich quick schemes anything that happens quickly as it were is not a true investment as a matter of fact a true and genuine investment the longer it takes the greater the value the longer it takes the greater the value that's why you notice that things that are most valuable, right, it, it takes long, as it were, for those things to yield. A lot of people have asked me questions that, in the year 2006, I asked my pastor and mentor. It was a season of my life where I started reading books on finances, and my mind began to open. And I began to come to the understanding of the fact that, you know, um there is power in investment i learned about the law of compound interest and long-term perspective right i hope i'll be able to get to that in this series and i discovered so many things that one could engage in so i remember that particular day i traveled to ibado and i went to see my mentor and i asked him i said sir what's the best investment that i can make in this season of my life hmm. And he looked at me and said, the best investment you can make in a time like this is in yourself. And that's one of the most valuable counsels that I ever received. You know, there's a Jewish proverb that says, a fool and his money, they are soon parted. Mm. You know, if you read Jewish... Books, they have a humorous way of communicating because the fool saying is actually a fool and his money are soon parted. So, the next statement in that, you know, in their saying is, How did the fool come about the money in the first place? (laughs) So, what they are trying to say is that if money by miracle or by accident gets into the hand of a fool, it will also find its way out of the hand of the fool. Because you see, what's You are giving, you can lose what you become, can never be lost. And what happens in the process of investing in yourself and in your future is that you are becoming someone, and you see, just like I already said, it is not usually revealed immediately. When you begin to invest in yourself, the difference is not always obvious, (laughs) you know that's why many people don't engage in it because when you study the difference is not obvious in fact you might even seem to be worse off because while you are investing in yourself those who are not investing in themselves right their resources can be used in the acquisition of things that seems to make them trend in the immediate things that make them look flashy things that makes them that gives them you know a sense of success and so in the immediate, they might even seem to be better off. But the man or the woman that is investing in him or herself, over time, life is going to justify them. Their results is going to prove them right. I'm trying to lay a very strong foundation this morning because I want you to know that the things I'm going to be talking about, they are not just things that you do today and you see results next month. No. But these are things that if you put them to work, the things I'm going to be sharing with us in the next two weeks, beginning from today or probably the next three weeks, they are things that have the ability to change your life forever. That even if Satan decides to tabernacle with you and say you will fail, it becomes impossible for you to fail. I've practiced this thing As a matter of fact, one of the things I tried not to do in preparing for this series is that I tried my best not to, you know, as it were, glean from other sources. I had to sit down and ask myself, what has worked for me? What did I learn from my predecessors? What did I learn in the last 10 years and almost 20 years of following my most revered mentor and has worked for me? What are those things? What are those investments I made in myself that has paid off? And I would encourage you. So listen attentively to these things and not just to listen, but to put them to work. Mm. Never forget that investment always looks foolish in the immediate. Never forget that. It will always look foolish in the immediate. It will always look foolish in the immediate. <laughs> it will always look foolish in the immediate. And that I call it the seemingly foolishness of investment. That's why Jesus said that when you plant a seed, it says when it eventually begins to grow and to bring forth fruit. He says, even the one that planted it, it does not know how. The man of God, um, Benny Hinn, many years ago, when he wanted to get married, <laughs> he was having a conversation with his father in law. You know, I had this from him, who is, was also, I don't know if he's still alive, most likely not, <laughs> because he himself is very old. You know, he was having a conversation with him and he asked him about his finances. If you're going to get married to my daughter, I need to know the state of your finances. And he told him, my finances have not been consistent and everything. And he asked him, he said, has your giving been consistent? He said, no. He said, that's why your harvest has not been consistent. Because you see, there is a level, and I said that to say this, there is a level you invest in yourself over the years. That a time we come in the future that results will just begin to overlap, and you'll not be able to trace it. That this is the specific thing that is producing this. Just like I told us during the quantum leap, you see, sometimes when people, you know, years ago I didn't have this understanding too. You know, sometimes when you walk up to a successful person or someone who seems to be doing well or better in a particular field of play, and you say, "What are your secrets?" And the person says, "They just tell you one or two things." I said, "Really, I don't know." It seems as if sometimes that they are trying to hide. Or hide their secret. Sometimes it is not true. Often times it's because they have some of the things producing results now are a byproduct of the investments they made maybe five, ten years ago. They've even forgotten they made those investments. So how can they tell you? That's why one of the things I always thank God for. Was that when I met my mentor? When I met, you know, my mentor almost 20 years ago, 19 years ago, gonna be 20 years in January, right? I that was a time when he himself started practicing certain things, he was a he was miles away from where he is today. So I saw him do certain things and I saw him evolve over the years. You see, the disadvantage many people have in the place of pursuing certain mentors is that the people you are trying to run after some of the things that made them who they are they are forgotten so they can't tell you is somebody hearing what i'm saying this morning i hope i'll be able to get i'm trying to jump ahead of myself this morning i hope i'll get there you know one of the things about the jews the jewish culture if you read up on the jews and i strongly believe that every believer should because, in a sense, we are a spiritual Jew. I've told us several times, according to Galatians 3 and verse 13 to 14, when you become born again, it's not the blessing of God that comes upon you, it's the blessing of Abraham. It's a blessing of Abraham. Mm. Let me tell you, according to God's calendar and the classification of human beings, there are only three types of people on the earth number one are the Jews, number two is the church, number three are the Gentiles. You only fall into any of those three categories. Number one are the Jews. Number two is the church. And number three are the Gentiles. When you give your life to Christ, you become a spiritual Jew. And so you need to understand the way the natural Jews, the things they understand. You see, there is no community the Jews get to that they don't take over. There's a book I'm reading presently, you know, and it just talks about the history of the persecution of the Jews. The issue of their persecution. Year after year, decades, regime after regime, empire after empire, has always blamed the Jews for their predicaments. It didn't start with Adolf Hitler. That's just the most recent one. Praise the Lord. Hmm. So please understand this. One of the things the Jews realize, one of the things they practice is that they don't believe in borrowing. They don't believe in going into debt. Because they believe, according to the Torah, is a borrower is servant to the lender. But the Jews, one thing they borrow for and go into debt for is education. Because they believe that if you borrow to buy a car or a house, if you can't pay back, they can repossess it. Those guys took advantage of the American economy or the American system. Because you can go to school on debt. Uh, uh, because they tell you that even if you go to school on debt, if you can't pay back what you know, they can't take it away from your brain. So that's the only, that's the only, you see, that's one of the things they borrow for. The Chinese, a Chinese proverb says that learning or knowledge is a treasure that will follow its owner in anywhere. Anywhere he goes, it's the most portable of all assets, knowledge 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 Hmm. so how do you invest in yourself and in your future let me tell you this take it or leave it these things are very simple and that's why many people don't do it they are very simple you know investment is not hard one of the things i learned very early about investment especially financial investment is that anything you don't understand don't put your money into it people think that when they hear investment it's something very difficult, that you know, you sit down, That is, that is, as if the more confusing it is the more valuable the investment will become, if you don't understand bitcoin, you will be of all men most foolish to put your money in it, if you don't understand stock market, if you don't understand real estate leave it, and invest in something that you know, so people are always looking for something very difficult, and that's why in our culture, people you know, try or or often respond to things that seem more difficult the average person, you know, the average African believes that in a church like ours, look, oh, there's no power. We're sitting down here, anymore. let's war let's kill every demon. <laughs> but look at the ones killing demons and the ones that are not killing demons. Look at the nations and see the difference. So the first thing you need to do to invest in yourself and in your future is to cultivate the habit of reading. Cultivate the habit of what? Cultivate the habit of reading. Reading is not a gift and it doesn't come by impartation. It is a discipline. I've had a lot of people say things like, I'm not the reading type. Hmm. Not the reading type. Nobody is a reading type. But if your destiny depends on it, you better call it. Let me tell you, there is a specific or there are certain heights you will never attain in life. Take it or leave it. If you are not a reader. There are certain heights you never attain. Have you ever thought about it? Why is it that? Okay, let me say this before I say that. God is a God of justice. And God is not sentimental. I learned that from God. And <laughs> from studying the Bible. You look at someone like Peter. James john this guy spent the most of their life with jesus they left everything but why is it that the greatest work of the new testament of the church was not committed to them have you ever thought about it because they were not learned they were not learned it took a paul to get the revelations that Jesus wanted to reveal to us in the New Testament. The understanding of the real creation realities. It came through Paul. Such that Paul said that there are certain things that were revealed to him that he was not at liberty to share with human beings. Why is it that it wasn't Peter that God revealed it to? It took a Paul. Why? Because Paul was a lawyer. Paul was a learned man. Even when he stopped practicing law, he didn't stop reading When he was in prison, he wrote a letter to Timothy, his spiritual son and protégé. In 2 Timothy 4 verse 13, he said, the cloak that I left at Troas with Capos. He says, when you come, bring it with you and the books, plural, not the book, and the books, plural, but especially the parchments. What were parchments? The notes that he took from the reading he did. So, God will entrust him more with the values of the kingdom. With the insights and the revelation of the kingdom. What a, you see, what centuries to come people will benefit from. Why? Because he was the only one that had the mental strength to accommodate it. There are certain things God will not tell you if your mind cannot accommodate it. You see, one of the things reading does is that it enlarges your capacity. It enlarges your capacity. It enlarges your capacity. Hmm. It makes you recognize breakthrough patterns. I said something like that during the Quantum Leap Conference. It makes you to recognize patterns in life. You see, when you are a reader, your life becomes more certain. The assumptions in your life reduces. A lot of people are doing things based on assumption. They are assuming that, oh, maybe if I do this and do this over time, this is going to happen. A reader, right, No. or better still as a measure of certainty because they have seen several things happen in different people's lives and they know that if I can also put this to work there is a greater likelihood this will be my result reading takes away the assumption in the equation of your life Hmm. reading keeps your mind sharp and it improves your mental health these are things that have been scientifically proven It keeps your mind sharp. Haven't you noticed that many of the people in the village, by the time they are 50 and 60, they look very old? Haven't you noticed? One of the things I'm trying to, you know, depending on your circle of influence, anyway, (laughs) lately I'm beginning to see people in their 60s who look like 40s. So I'm getting to realize that it's not about the number. It's about the investments you make. There are certain investments if you don't make it now. You can never make it again. It becomes too late. So there is no better time. They say that the best time to plant a tree was 10 years ago. The next best time is now. Because one of the things that science has also proven is that reading slows your aging process can do your research on these things it slows your aging process so at 50 you will not be looking 100. in job 13 verse 2 job himself said you know the bible already told us that he was the wealthiest man of his time and job told us one of his secrets he said what you know i know i'm not inferior to you so it simply means job himself was a man of insight he was a man of knowledge Hmm. You see, in this age and time, if you don't know, it's because you choose not to know. It's because you choose not to know. I made reference to the current, you know, Director General of World Trade Organization, you know, during the Quantum Leap conference, and one of the things you know, people said things that like, you know. Ah, everybody was just you see, when things happen, that seems extraordinary check the back end story many people don't do that just say ah now a woman is it's not a function of it is because she's a woman that did what the average woman will not do it's not just because she's a woman am i making sense in my research i discovered that she arrived in the u.s in 1973 as a teenager to study at Harvard university as a teenager Many of us that have passed the teenage years, you might even never be admitted in Harvard University. Because there are some particular people they are looking for there. The smartness of smart. And let me tell you this, nobody is born with smartness. One of the things that makes you smart over time is what we expose your mind to. Reading is one of the easiest ways to become. You know, there are some people that are gifted. Intellig- they are gifted with intelligence. But let me tell you this, anybody can be Smart. My life has proven it. I've told you this before. I was one of the most foolish students in primary school. I remember very well. I was beaten that I passed the exam, not that I failed it. Because my teacher said, you cannot pass it, you must have copied. I was that dumb. I don't think anybody here was as stupid as I was. I really don't think so. But today you can't look at me and say I'm stupid. I read my way out of stupidity. If I can do it, anybody can. In 1973, as a teenager, she studied at Harvard University and graduated magna cum laude with an A.B. in economics in 1976. In 1981, she ended her PhD. In regional economics and development from the Massachusetts Institute of Technology in 1981, 1981, and became director general at what? 2000. You can see that it was even too far. That's like 30 years after, or 40 years after. So the investment of 40 years ago yielded 40 years after. Somebody hear what I'm saying this morning. That's why I said the seemingly foolishness of investments. The current chairperson of First Bank, Ibu Wosheka, holds a postgraduate, postgraduate and MBA certificates (plural, not singular). MBA certificates upon the completion of several business programs at school and the IESC Business School, University of Nevada. see the first investment you must make in yourself before you invest your money so that you will not become a fool and this money that is soon parted is an investment in yourself by reading by reading there must never be a season of your life i don't care how busy you are some people say hey, i'm busy no <laughs> you are not you are not busy because you still have time for social media You see, I've come to be doing doing TikTok videos that is not paying you anything. And there has no future relevance. That's just the truth. Many of the videos a lot of people do on TikTok, shaking bum bum, doing different things, combining different, mimicking people. It has no future relevance. It's not an investment. It's only entertainment. And there is no value of entertainment when it comes to your future. The purpose of entertainment is to gratify your flesh in the immediate it has no future relevance. It has no future dividend. So don't tell me you don't have time to read this because we have not prioritized it and your future. Everybody has time. Bill Gates has been doing that for maybe over 10 years or 20 years. Every year, it will take away at least one month just to read. Go on a reading vacation. These things are not secrets. If you look for them, you will find them. So he has yeah. a time every year that he will pack his books, go on a vacation with no disturbance, no phone, nothing. You, you say you are reading, you, are you hear a beat. You say you are reading, your notification is on. You read five minutes, you are still 15 minutes. Now I remember, ah, I was even reading. You were not reading, you were checking social media. That's the one that is important. Dear man of God, I respect so much, you know. In December, he just put up a post that was going off all social media. And I thought, is is it really possible? He's off every social media platform. And when I I started listening to him, February, March, I saw the difference. The difference between who he was in last year, 2020, and this year. The difference is so wide. It's even obvious in his speech. attention to the things that you are giving your time to. But never give that excuse that you don't have time to read because you do. Even Jesus would not step into the fullness of his destiny until he read. Matthew chapter 4, when he had the temptation from the devil, he said it is written. How would you know what is written if you have not read it? You You can't say what is written if you have not read it. If you had not read it when the devil came, oh, turn this stone into bread. You'd have said, oh, that's true, I'm hungry, I don't want to break my fast. He wouldn't have recognized the patterns. Oh, so if you are the Son of Man jump from this place, because he has said, he will give it, see, even the devil quoted what was written, because the devil read it. You see, let me tell you, the most of us think that when you hear the devil, the devil has two horns, Holds a pitchfork and that's a long thing. The devil is very intelligent. He's one of the smartest beings in existence. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Hmm. Number two. Find a mentor. A mentoring relationship is an investment in yourself and in your future. Find a mentor. I chose my words carefully. Because it is not the responsibility of a mentor to find you. You are the one that must find one. Someone who is running after you is not really a mentor. He's not busy enough or she is not busy enough. A true mentor is busy with their own life. You have to be the one to pursue them. That's just the truth. But then the level the relationship graduates into that now becomes mutual. But starting out, it doesn't happen that way. A mentoring relationship is one of the best investments you can ever make into yourself and in your future. That's why Hebrews 6 and verse 12, the Bible says, do not be slothful, but be followers of them who through faith and patience inherit the promise. Inherit the promises, sorry. Inherit the promises, not the promise, plural. Inherit the promises. What is a promise? A promise is something that is in the future. So the Bible is telling us that in order for you to step into the fullness of that future, you need to follow some specific steps set of people. He says, be followers of them, plural. Them. Hmm. Be followers of them, who through faith and patience inherit the promises. Your Priest taught me something about mentorship years ago, I think like four years ago now. I never read this in a book. You know, it just shifted by perspective of mentorship relationship. He said the mentorship is assisted or replaced parenting. Write that down and never forget it. Mentorship is assisted or replaced parenting. Because ideally, mentorship should start from the home. But the truth is, if many of us value our future enough, you know that your parents cannot mentor you. If you'll be honest with yourself. And that's why mentorship comes into place to replace, right, or to add the things that we are deficient Or the things that are deficient in your upbringing. So let me tell you this. Someone who is only inspiring you is not your mentor. You say, ah, that person inspires me. (laughs) That can be a model, but not a mentor. Because mentorship is assisted and replaced parenting that involves inspiration, corrections, and instruction. Those three things are critical. It involves inspiration, corrections, and instruction. Whoever so is only inspiring you that is not correcting or instructing you is not your mentor. It's not your mentor. And let me tell you this. Nobody truly gets into the level whereby they begin to correct and instruct you until you have given them the access. So, if someone is only inspiring you, they are best a model, but they are not a mentor. That understanding alone should cut off <laughs> many relationships. Many of us refer to as men, You see someone, you don't even have a relationship with the person. You say, mentorship is not, it doesn't happen at a distance. It's a one-on-one relationship. There are too many toxic teachings around that will say things people can mentor you through books. No, they can't. Can you be parented through books? Were you parented by books? People can inspire you through their books. But when it comes to mentorship, it cannot be by books. It's It's a relationship. It's a relationship. It's a relationship. You know why many don't have mentors? Number one is because they don't believe they need one. They don't believe they need one. Many people just believe that. What is is it that important? I don't really need a mentor. Number two reason why many don't have mentors is because they are too lazy. That's what the Bible says in Hebrews six and verse twelve. It says, "Don't be slothful." That word slothfulness simply means don't be lazy, don't be sluggish. Many don't have mentors because they are lazy. Another reason is because many are proud look at themselves. What does she or he want to tell me? I already know the things I need to know. Well, well there's, no, there's no big deal. No, really. What, what's the big deal? Can a big deal? Can a big deal? <laughs> Another reason why some don't have mentors is because they are foolish. What is foolishness? It's not an insult. It's believing your opinion is right and every other person is wrong. Even when it says you know what you are doing, a foolish person just believes, no, 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 no. <laughs> you know, one of the all marks of foolishness is that people believe that their life they are unique. It's the hallmark of foolishness. Everybody just believe, no, me, I'm different. No, I'm unique. My 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 <laughs> you know, that's of the ways to recognize foolish people. Everybody has been doing this thing, did not turn out well, but they believe that no, when, it, when I get there, no, no, what is it? Hmm. People also don't have mentors because they have no clarity of purpose. No clarity of purpose. Mentorship becomes very difficult and sometimes impossible because people don't even know what they want. Because if you go to a mentor, you must already know where you are going. Are you hearing what I'm saying? At least you must have an idea of what you want to achieve. A mentor can help you get to a destination you have not identified what many people want to do is they want the mentor to be the one to identify their purpose to show you. no you must have clarity of purpose you must have an idea of what you want to become or what you want to achieve with your life it is after you have identified that that someone will now show you okay this is how to get there how will they show you how to get somewhere where you don't even know where you are going I said the clarity of purpose thing is a personal responsibility. Nobody can do it for you. You know, I used to think that a lot of people were aimless when I was on campus. But the generation coming behind me, I see a higher dimension of aimless. (laughs) You know, I thought people were aimless when I was on campus. But what I see today... I'm afraid of the future generation, of the generation coming behind us. Because the average person is not even conscious anymore that their life is meant to be guided. People just, people live by the day. As the day comes, I wake up. So, what do we do today? You think we should go and visit to do well? Yeah, let's go. Let's. No clarity of purpose. Hmm. People don't have mentors also because they are unwilling to invest in mentorship because it requires investment. One of these days, maybe I'll talk to us on the investments of mentorship. It requires investment. It requires investment. That's why you notice that every protégé don't have equal access to mentors. And every protégé does not have the (laughs) equal amount of relationship and access to mentors. Everybody can be all protégé's, protégé's. But there are always some that stand out. It's because of the investment they are making into the relationship. Parents will tell you they love all their children equally, but It's a lie. It's just that they can't reveal it. But parents know the child they prefer above the others. It's based on investment. The value the child places on the parents. No same person puts a lot of their attention on somebody that doesn't value them. Nobody does. Many don't have mentors also because they are not teachable. They are not teachable. They are not teachable. Hmm. Teachability is not right things when a mentor is speaking. And you should always do that. When my mentors are speaking, is it that I'm recording or I'm writing? Well, let me tell you, teachability is that they tell you something and you put it to work. They tell you something and you put it to work. I don't see my mentors until I've put to work what they told me in the last meeting we had. What's the point of seeing them again? The last one they told you, you have not done anything about it. You now not want to ask for more. That becomes not like constipation. next reason why people don't have mentors is because they have a problem with control and submission and for you to be mentored you have to be controlled <laughs> it's one of the big problems of this generation nobody wants anybody to tell them what to do no 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 no, you do not be controlling me is it that you are controlled or you lose control let me tell you this at certain age you think you know what you are doing you don't As a teenager, in your early twenties, you think you know. You don't know what you are doing. Don't let anybody deceive you. You don't. You only think you do. You really don't. In your mid-twenties, you still don't know most of the things you think you know. You don't. Many, many don't have mentors because they despise the mentors God has positioned around them. Because their eyes are on those that are far off. <laughs> that's how many don't have mentors. It's that good that they want to mentor them in business. Then God they can never give you access. He doesn't know you. And then you say, the higher people rise, the more suspicious they become. That's just the truth. Because they are just coming from anywhere. They don't know you. They don't know your agenda. Even before they can open up to you, they can wait for another ten years to monitor you. Let me tell you this: there is nobody that God has not positioned somebody around you that can help you to get to your next level in life. Nobody. But many people don't have mentors because they are high. just like what the Bible says, that the eyes of a fool are towards the end of the eye. He believes that, ah, no, if I can just meet that man. Many don't have mentors because they are running after those who don't care and doesn't want to have anything to do with them. You see, one of the ways you recognize the people that God has positioned to help you and to mentor you is that God will put your love in their hearts. Where there is no love and care. Don't, don't. And let me tell you this. Love and care does not mean that they will not be calling you all the time. That's not what I mean. But that they will care about your life. In fact, that care can be tough. It can come as the form of instructions. It can come sometimes depending on your kind of mentor, in form of insults. But it's because they care that much that they are telling you that. Someone who doesn't care will just leave you and self destruct. They don't care. <laughs> and let me tell you as I round up this morning <laughs> people who have mentors and people who don't, they turn out differently in life. And that's why it's an investment. That's why you look at someone like Vashti and you look at someone like Esther. There was never any mention of Vashti being mentored by anyone. When Esther was going to become queen, she was mentored by Mordecai and mentored by the eunuch. The person that had the relationship with the king, E guy, or is he a guy, or something like that? You look at David and you look at Jonathan. Jonathan lost his life when he was supposed to be second in power to David, but he lost his life because he wasn't mentored by anybody. David was mentored by Samuel. Who is mentoring you? One of the investments you must start making this year is in a mentoring relationship. Is the mentoring relationship the difference between Elijah and the sons of the prophets? Now the Bible tells us about the sons of the prophet that they even had prophetic insight. They knew when Elijah was going to be taken away. But look at how they turned out. We don't know anything about them. Not even one of them. The, the Bible did not mention the name of any one of them because their names were not relevant. But Elijah was the one that was mentored by Elijah. What about Solomon and Rehoboam? How about Rehoboam? We don't even remember Rehoboam much, but Rehoboam is the son of Solomon. He was a foolish son. So the fact that somebody is wise does not mean that their seed will be wise. The difference between Solomon and Rehoboam was that Solomon was mentored by his father David before he took his last breath, David told Solomon the things to do. He was with his father. His father told him, if the kingdom is going to be established in your hand, you must kill this one. You must make sure this one does not survive. Put this one here. He took instructions from his father. But there was never any mention of the fact that Rehoboam had any conversation with Solomon before Solomon died. And so what his father and his grandfather David and Solomon built for 80 years he lost in one day. On that 24 hours. This morning, I want you to bow down your heads and I want you to pray. I want you to talk to God. Ask Him to open up your eyes, to open your eyes, to reveal to you relationships of destiny. Men and women that may not look like it in the immediate, but those are the people that He has positioned around you. To take you to your next level of fulfillment. Talk to him this morning. Talk to him this morning. Ask him to open your eyes. Ask him to reveal to you those relationships. Those mentors. Those guides. The relationship of today will determine who you become in the next 10, 20, 40 years. for open eyes. And this morning, ask for the grace to submit to the people he has positioned around you for the lifting of your life and your destiny. The grace to be committed to those relationships. The grace to submit to those relationships. The grace to stay teachable, to be able to receive corrections and instructions in good faith ask him this morning ask him this morning this is not a shouting prayer but it's a prayer that should be filled with desperation this morning everybody needs a guide even when God revealed to Moses to bring the children of Israel out of slavery and to take them into the promised land he still had to look for a guide Even Moses had to be mentored in spite of all his visions and 40 days on top of the mountains. He still had to be mentored by Jethro, a man that did not have any experience on the mountain. Ask God to open your eyes this morning. Ask him to reveal to you your guides. Your counselors. The Bible says in the multitude of counselors there is safety. open your eyes to see your counselors i've been and if you know god has revealed them to you ask for the grace to abide with those relationships this morning the grace for loyalty the grace for consistency the grace for teachability receive this morning receive this morning from the giver of all grace For in Jesus' name we have prayed. Father, your word says our times are in your hands. We lift up our present and our future. And we place it in your hands. Father, we ask that you that you have helped those that have gone ahead of us, help us. Help us. Let all that you have planned and ordained for us in destiny. Let it become a reality thing that may derail the journey of our lives let it be taken out of the way thank you father for answered prayers for in jesus name we have prayed amen and amen